hi there, ho there. It's Cam. <laughs> you weren't ready for that. <laughs> I was not ready for that. Oh my God. Well, I guess Heidi Ho neighbors. This is Mal. <laughs> and this is Their Eyes Were Watching TV, a TV and film podcast. This week, we are going to be reviewing the Netflix documentary, The Tinder Swindler. Should be riveting discussion. <laughs> or, I don't know, I was frustrated. So, if you have not watched the documentary, please go watch and join us after the news. Yes. So, um, little uh, sad to see this, but uh, Mia Thornton from Real Housewives of Potomac she announced on Instagram that she's been diagnosed with cancer. Oh, Did you see that? No. Yeah, she did not specify uh, which type or what stage or anything like that. Um, but she said she's been going in for treatments at Johns Hopkins Cancer Center, I believe. So um, in the picture she put on Instagram, I'm assuming it's current. You know, she looked great, looked, you know, like her normal self. So um, definitely wishing her all the best and hope for um, a speedy and complete recovery for her. Is that something you announce on to social media? I, I guess I'm wondering, like, why tell us? Like, shouldn't mm. it be, you know, take a little bit of a page from Chadwick and, you know, shouldn't that be a personal thing? I mean, I don't know. I guess I could see, like, if you're in the public eye and you have to, like, pull back a bit, like, maybe it would be easier pull to, Pull back? Like, what, is she, what is she doing right now? Okay. Is she even know what she's on doing. the next season? <laughs> I I don't know, but like that could also be a reason why like she wouldn't be on it, or I don't know, like maybe it's just like so no one's gonna be like, well, what's going on? Like, does it like it might be harder if you just have to keep telling people over and over? So maybe it's easier to just say it, so like no one's like questioning you or giving you a hard time about something. Are people? Are people checking for her? I mean, I wow, mean, wow, wow, this is <laughs> look. I mean, listen, she got on my nerves on the show, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna go easy on her right now. She's well, going no. through a lot. I just, I wonder why these uh, reality TV personalities like feel the need to share. So I guess because you are opening up your life, so yeah. you might as well tell the whole world, but. I mean, my thoughts and prayers are with her and, you know, I feel for her children and her family. That's tough. That is tough. Yeah. I just don't know why she necessarily had to make an announcement about it, but it's her business. It's her business, her life. No judgment. Just a question. I'm just asking the questions. (laughs) (laughs) As uh, you've seen, season three of Atlanta is um, airing in March. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So did you see that season four is set to air this fall? And that (gasps) will be the, but that's going to be the show's last season. Uh, I mean, y'all can't see me. My mouth is open. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Because I'm, I'm like, yes, thank you. You've been away for years and you're giving us two seasons in one year. That is like a great gift to the audience for being on hiatus. But I'm sad that it's ending. Wow, damn. But you just came back and you're ending. That's kind of how I felt too. Like, why why even come back just to like go away that quickly? Like, 
unless they had always planned for it only to be four seasons but maybe i just yeah that's a little just that's disappointing that's disappointing yeah a lot of hurry up and wait for uh, a letdown yeah for them to hurry up and end (laughs) (laughs) exactly exactly one of our favorite shows harlem on amazon prime it got renewed for season two yay congrats ladies so i did not see um anything about a premiere date for season two but very excited to see about that because i want to see what's going on with these characters next season me too and i i love who's the guy that what's his name tyler oh tyler lovely yeah he's just Mm -hmm. mm, mm, such a hunk of man meat not even like light skins but he is wow (laughs) (laughs) they're not my type they're not my preference oh okay colorism um (laughs) so, (laughs) so one of your faves maybe you could do your your impression do you know who i'm talking about no who? Someone who would want you to call them? Huh? <laughs> Someone who would maybe have a crystal ball? Miss Cleo? Adam and Yes, that is what I was waiting for. <laughs> so there is going to be a documentary about Miss Cleo. Yes, I definitely want to know more about Miss Cleo. What is her backstory? <laughs> and where is she now? Oh, well, you know, she passed away. <gasps> no. Yeah, she passed away in 2013. Oh, I did not know this. Aw. Oh. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Very sorry to break the news to you uh, <laughs> nine years later. But <laughs> um, yeah, unfortunately, she did pass away in 2013. But she was born Yuri Harris. I was and just about to ask if Cleo was her real name. No, no. Uh, so I'm not even quite sure if she was like from the Caribbean or if she was just like an actress doing that accent. I'm not 100% sure. Oh, but she was appropriating Caribbean culture. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. She might have been like Yuri, like that. That could be like, you know. Yeah, yeah that sounds non-american the international yeah. name yeah yeah but it also sounds like it could be from like south carolina so <laughs> <laughs> do they have a when's it coming out so that hasn't been announced yet but the doc is going to feature interviews with people from her past and um the director is someone named uh Sinane. i'm so sorry if i um mispronounce this but i believe it's Sinane Keshki. And she said, uh, Yuri Harris may have been an accomplice or perhaps a victim in the psychic readers network fraud, but she also had talent and personality, which for women doesn't always translate into access or wealth. Mm-hmm. Her story is an example of how brown and black women have historically been marginalized and exotified in society and popular culture. The enduring image of the dark mystical woman still continues to perpetuate the stereotype. As a woman of color and a director who wants to explore stories from diverse perspectives, I am moved by how Yuri found a way to navigate her life on her own terms. And so what um, Sinead was talking about with uh, Yuri may have been an accomplice or victim is that the Psychic Readers Network um, was investigated by the FTC in uh, 2002 or 2003 for like 
um, I guess, fraud and like um, leading people who called in on about what they could do for them, basically. So um, can can they can the FTC investigate politicians? I mean, (laughs) why are why are they allowed to be scammers? Not Miss Cleo and them. (laughs) I don't know, and I mean, I also would kind of feel like if you're calling into a psychic on TV, like. You, like I don't, can you really be protected I mean, <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> kind of know better <laughs> oh well, you know they say we can't victim blame I mean that's not victim blaming but I feel like it's kind of like you people always say like you know you get what you pay for so it's mm-hmm. not like you went into someone who had you know like you well I'm sure they weren't cheap though I'm sure they were not cheap and they were probably hustling people and making them spend a lot of money. But yeah. Yeah, well, that's but what I'm saying. If they if they're paying a lot of money to talk to these psychics and aren't getting I don't good results, like the psychics, they don't even make guarantees. I'm kind of like, how do you how do you sue them? Huh? That's what I'm saying. I don't really understand like how you could be like persecuted or whatever for yeah. is that prosecuted? Persecuted what's which what prosecuted yeah yeah we're not <laughs> no lawyers one, <laughs> no one here is a lawyer so but yeah i don't really know how you can be uh i don't know charged with anything for that like i don't, I don't like know like people are doing it of their own well you know what i guess people do get charged like uh televangelist and you know like those kind of people like for um i guess hustling people out of large sums of money so i guess it would be no different for a phone psychic but like what's your once the phone psychic is like well this is what the guides and the spirits were telling me i'm just <laughs> just relaying what they <laughs> told me like how can you argue against that you know? that's true that's true that seems hard to like if someone's like this is my gift how are you gonna come here and tell me it's not like what can, how can you be like nah you're lying <laughs> right <laughs> they're a psychic test is there a license to be a psychic (laughs) yeah i don't believe there's any kind of like qualifications or uh standardized (laughs) testing for that but i don't know maybe there is but anyways that is all that i have for news so we can move on to our show uh the tinder swindler or as i like to call it the tinder swindler (laughs) (laughs) i've been saying that too swindle (laughs) so the tinder swindler is a super popular documentary on netflix right now it's about a group of women who were the victims of a uh, tinder swindler (laughs) um this guy who was on uh, tinder and was scamming women out of thousands of dollars a piece so um the main three women in the documentary joined together in an attempt to hunt them down and recover the millions of dollars that were stolen from them so the three ladies featured in this documentary are cecilia or cecile i'm not exactly sure yeah, I, don't, I don't have a nordic accent but <laughs> right. it's spelled like cecile <laughs> right it is yeah there's like an extra I in there. So uh, I'm going to say, I guess, Cecilia. And then there's Pernil. Pernil. 
I keep wanting to say Bernilla. I keep because there's like two L's, and I keep wanting to make it Spanish. Pernilla. Okay. Uh, per, really gonna struggle with these names. Pernilla, and then uh, Eileen Charlotte, who comes in for the final act of the documentary. So uh, with uh, Cecilia, she is um, was she Norwegian? one of those scandinavian countries <laughs> they all actually were from scandinavian countries he definitely has a type <laughs> right right uh, but she's living in london so she's on tinder you know as all of us have done so she ends up matching with this guy she finds really attractive named simon simon is uh, like his pictures on his tinder profile you know he's on yachts and he's you know out at parties at Mykonos and you know, like whatever like kissing dogs in the mouth <laughs> wait did he have a picture kissing dogs yes in he did yes oh, he did I did not remember that that would have made me swipe left but <laughs> right first red flag <laughs> right <laughs> but so uh he he calls himself the prince of diamonds so um he ends up like as soon as they match like he hits her up and he's like hey i'm leaving london tomorrow would you like to meet for coffee so they meet and like super charming super cute to her like she's into it like he's just she finds him really suave and she even mentions like it reminds her of uh and like disney films and you know old movies how a woman would just be swept off her feet and he takes that to the next level by saying, come with me to Bulgaria on a private plane, mm. which mm. would you have turned that down if this mm. is your first date with someone? First of all, first red flag, what is a billionaire son doing on Tinder and using his real name? Like that would have been suspicious from day one. And I know she Googled him, but I still would not have trusted because what are you doing on tinder <laughs> <laughs> two him kissing the dog in the mouth he ain't got no scruples you should have known <laughs> you should have known three girl why are you on tinder looking for love you've been on tinder for seven years seven years and they had no success well maybe she's had success but i just she was unbelievable to me yes she's a hopeless romantic but it's like try another app because <laughs> tinder Okay. Also, I wonder, does Tinder have a different reputation in other countries than it does in the U.S.? Because I feel like people don't use Tinder to find love. Well, I feel like Tinder's such a mixed bag. And she mentioned this. Like, there's some people looking for, like, more serious, uh, you know, committed, maybe even long term. And then there's people looking for, like, casual hookups. And I think, because I think when Tinder first started, it was basically 100% from hookup for hookups from what I understand I didn't even have an iPhone when Tinder started <laughs> but this is from what I've heard it seems like it was more like for people who just wanted to like hook up and that's it um but like a few years later like by the time I was on it like it was really like a mixed bag like there were some people who really did like want to go on dates and all that kind of stuff so um so yeah i i get why she was on it and i i assume she probably dated people like in that seven years yeah. so she was probably like on and off of tinder i doubt she was on tinder for like seven straight years sure but i just 
seven years, if I'm not getting success, I'm going to try another app. <laughs> you know, maybe the Hinge Girls, maybe Harmony. <laughs> like, I will say, I do find Hinge much better. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah. But if you're looking for se- something serious, yeah. which she claims that's what she was looking for, I just don't know Tinder was the right space for her to be in to begin with. Yeah, but she didn't say she wasn't trying other dating apps. So she could have been on multiple ones true true yeah but bless your heart girl bless your heart um i had so many questions like i would not go on a private jet with a stranger uh on a first date um especially finding out that his baby mama and child are also on this flight like <laughs> that would be very awkward for me and uncomfortable really like, I would not be cool with that. <laughs> but to be fair, she didn't find it out until, like, they were at the airport. But, like, was she not? This is, like, I feel like the beginning of how people get human trafficked. <laughs> like, mm, you just get true. taken away. Like, that That just, it made me feel like, like, she ain't got no street smarts. <laughs> mm, <laughs> and yeah. where are your friends? I know they were like, what, girl, what are you doing? But, like. I would have been like, no, <laughs> no, ma'am, <laughs> no. Where are you? I'm coming to get you. You're not, not getting on that plane. <laughs> you sounded like somebody's mama. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely not. But I mean, her friends were absolutely questioning her via text. <laughs> you see, our girl just said YOLO, <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I. Oh, oh, white women are very trusting. I will give them that. They are very trusting. Oh my gosh. So basically, like, they are, you know, Simon is traveling a lot for work, allegedly, or, you know, that's what he tells her. Mm -hmm. So, but, you know, they're still texting, I miss you. Like, it's still kind of that new kind of honeymoon dating phase or whatever. But then um, he tells uh, Cecilia that there's, uh, that there have been threats against his life and he's sending her pictures that he was like uh bullets were sent to him in the mail and then there's a video of what is supposedly uh i guess one of his residences in tel aviv uh that some guys broke into so i feel so this is him like starting to um I don't know the word for it not groom but like I, yeah, I guess yes. kind of like, yeah yes. so <laughs> I guess kind of like groom her into being like okay like I'm a great guy but you know there's people after me because I'm so dope and I have all this money so he's not asking her for anything yet but this is placing that thought in her head that like there could be some danger for this person she cares so much about yeah but then also simultaneously she did notice that he had switched up some of his pictures on tinder so he couldn't have been that scared oh lord yes (laughs) and then i know you're gonna get to this but i feel like there were so many red flags along the way that i feel like they weren't addressing like him switching up his tinder profile like why was that okay and why did you let that go how did what was his reasoning for getting out of that I wonder if she like even asked him about it. I feel like she didn't even ask him about it. Mm. And then she keeps talking about like how easy he was to fall in love with. And I'm like, rich people are very easy <laughs> to fall in love with. Especially like rich, you know, nice people. Like, come on. Yeah. yeah. Come on. It's not hard. 
and I mean, I will say, like, in some of his pictures, especially when he had them like tortoiseshell glasses or whatever, I was like, okay, like, he's cute. Can, he's yeah, cute. I can see it. I can absolutely see it. He's not an unattractive guy. I will give him that. Yeah, and then you went on a private plane and made it back home safely. Okay, like this, <laughs> this could really work out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he he got her. He got her with that one. Yeah, so I will say, like, before I watched uh, this documentary and I had only heard people talking about it, my first thought was like, damn, like, the girls are down bad. Like, how are we giving out thousands of dollars to someone who we barely know, whatever. But then we started getting into some of the other ladies who he swindled. So the next woman we meet is Pernilla. Uh, She is Swedish, and I believe her home base is Stockholm. So they match on Tinder. Um, they go out for, I think they went out for lunch and then ended up like hanging out for the rest of the day. And um, I would like to note that Pernilla did say, I had dated a diamond guy before, which I was like, okay. <laughs> oh, she did? Her? Oh. Yeah. Like, she's like, you know, I'm not new to this. I'm true to this. Like, ain't no thing. <laughs> she also said, you know, I wasn't feeling the vibe. Like, we could be friends. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I also kind of loved. Yeah, I, I was feeling Pernilla until I thought Pernilla had it together. <laughs> right. So, because I was like, well, why is she even featured? I, I thought maybe they were going to start dating later. Right. right. But then, yeah. So we will we will get to that. So, yeah. So she even says, like, you know, it's quite rare to have men listen to you sometimes. Which I was like, wow. The the bar is very low. The bar. Is I mean, low. I honestly get that. I, <laughs> I too have had that with like a oh, man actually listens to you. You're like, oh, this is so refreshing. <laughs> right. like, wow, good conversation. I'm not used to this. <laughs> but yeah, so even though she feels like it's more of a friend vibe, they still have a really good time together. She really enjoys him as a person, so they keep in touch. They become friends. I think what's What's interesting between these two ladies is after we hear Cecilia's story, I'm like, okay, Dick must be fire for these women (laughs) to just, you know, be falling over on this man and getting to the point eventually where they give him large sums of money. Mm -hmm. But we find out that Pernilla isn't even sleeping with him. They Mm -hmm. are just friends. Mm -hmm. So he must be one charming mofo (laughs) for these women to like succumb to the scam that he's pulling this ponzi scheme he's pulling so yeah that's what i was gonna ask you like because then i feel like that brings in like another dynamic it's one thing like because for me it's like dating someone and it's still so early on like i couldn't see giving someone that much money like it's one thing like oh like i need a couple hundred dollars but this man is asking like he's maxing out platinum american expresses so I feel like it's different though when it's like this is someone you feel like is your friend and I feel like the time frame would still fall into it but I almost feel like he was well we don't know exactly how much time he was spending with people but you know him and Pernilla were like hanging out he brought his new girlfriend Mm -hmm. on to like where did they go like to Rome and like Mykonos or somewhere yeah I mean they were like going all over the Mediterranean (laughs) like using (laughs) Oh yeah, she said the whole summer, right? The whole summer they were like. Yes. 
So she's spending a lot of time with him. They're probably coming closer. And again, he is using, he's telling Cecilia that like he can't get to his money or whatever. So she is opening up cards in her name. And uh, he has said that he is, that she's an employee of, uh, was it L L Diamonds or LD Diamonds, whatever company that he supposedly uh, his family owns. So she is, uh, yeah, and he and he's maxing out these cards in can her we, name. Can we run back to that? Like, what, Cecilia, baby girl, baby girl, <laughs> baby girl. He's supposed to be a billionaire. Why is he asking you for money and not his rich ass family, his rich ass friends, or if he's the prince of diamonds? Why ain't he selling a diamond? Or why ain't he going to the bank and getting cash out? Or using crypto or any other type of currency that is available in whatever year, late 2000s, uh, 2015, 17, whatever. Like, why did you do this? (laughs) Why did you do this willingly? Like, I get love, but where's the logic? Where's the logic? Exactly. It's one thing for him to be like, oh, like these guys are after me like i've got to get out of tel aviv can you please buy me a plane ticket mm-hmm. but like once you get out of the dangerous situation yeah like ask your daddy like <laughs> why are you asking okay. me <laughs> yeah i'm an executive assistant or whatever cecilia is like i don't have, I have like hundreds of thousands of dollars to just be giving you right and then if he supposedly put you on the payroll why aren't you getting paid? <laughs> Why isn't he paying back these loans through the company, supposedly that you're an employee of? Mm-hmm. And then why are you being complicit and lying for this man to keep the scam up and to acquire more money from right. lenders? I'm like, how are these white women taking out <laughs> tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars? Like, what kind of job y'all got that people would allow you to just have all this money? I'm glad you said that because that was something else I thought about. Like, if he was dating one of us, I'd be like, baby, I tried to go to the bank. They told me no. (laughs) So, you know what was crazy? Once they got to the part of like showing pictures of his his victims and there were black women in there, I was like, whoa, why aren't they a part of this documentary? I want to know how they got sucked in. Maybe they were too embarrassed. I definitely would be. <laughs> right. But I want to know how these women got into this. And why is the documentary only like showcasing these three people? But Well, that's what I was confused about. Because at first, when they were showing all the black women, I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> I didn't expect this to be as tight. But then it was like, I can't remember who that was. Because it was like someone was... um Oh, they were looking for uh, the victims in Israel. And Mm -hmm. so I was like, okay, are these women just coming up because they have similar names or are these actually victims? They showed their pictures as victims. (laughs) So everyone who was like in those black and white photos were supposed to be victims. Yes. Okay. Yes. And there were several women of color. There were quite a few. Well, they gotta be like European blacks because he would have scammed a black American again. We wouldn't have been able to get the loans, <laughs> right? Like Bank of America is gonna give me a credit limit of five thousand. I don't know what you can do with that, but that's all I got. <laughs> oh, and best believe, I feel like 
black women, like, I'm coming after you. Like, I feel like they were letting mm. them off easy. I would have came after you, except for my girl Eileen. Eileen came through now. <laughs> mm, yeah, she sure did. She sure did. So really, Simon's entire thing, they're describing it as a Ponzi scheme. So Cecilia is his first victim that we see in this documentary. So he, in the middle of the night, sends her a bunch of photos of his bodyguard like bloodied and in an ambulance and he sends her some video and he's basically like you know we got got (laughs) our enemies are coming (laughs) after us and you know I gotta escape and they're following me and they're tracking me via my credit card so I need you to give me some money and since I'm a billionaire and I have a lavish lifestyle I need you to take out a credit card and give me a lot of money (laughs) $25,000 So he starts maxing out her credit cards, forcing her or uh, aggressively suggesting that she get personal loans, take out personal loans in order to finance his business and his lifestyle um, to keep in order to keep him safe. And so we come to find out that he is copying and pasting his messages and he basically sent these same pictures and videos to Pernilla and Eileen. That's basically his hook. He love bombs them in the beginning or he um, shows them a lot of attention and lavish lifestyle. And then his hook is uh, I'm in danger and you're the only one that can save me by giving me all this money. And all the women end up giving him large sums of money in the guise to help him. And he's also saying he's going to pay this money back. So, you know, debt collectors start calling Cecilia and she's hassling him about like, where's the money you said you were going to give me? And he's becoming more and more distant, of course, during this time. She can't get a hold of him. Finally, he says, okay, I'm going to write you for check for $250,000. She's appreciative. She goes to the bank to cash it. They say, uh, no, ma'am, can't do that here. And they don't tell her why, <laughs> which I think is like very suspicious. And they instead say, we're going to come to your house. <laughs> I don't know what bank has ever come to your house. Right, a home visit? That's terrifying. That is some crazy stuff. So basically they reveal to her that we cannot cash his check because he is a known fraudster. He has been, they basically tell her kind of his backstory. He goes by a bunch of different aliases. He's been scamming a lot of women and she's devastated. She's stressed out because she can't get in touch with him because he's not being responsive. And she checks herself into a mental hospital in order to cope with all of this, which is really like, I can't even imagine being under that much stress. You right. voluntarily check yourself into a mental hospital. Yeah. Yeah. Like he did an, a number on her. Yeah. I felt pretty bad for her. And Pernilla didn't give him as much money, but very similar. He he hooked her with like, I'm in danger. I need your help. I think she ended up giving him like 30 or 40,000 initially. And he claims he's going to pay her back with a watch. <laughs> like, shouldn't that be a red flag? If you can pay me in a watch, why don't you sell that watch and get your exactly. own money? Exactly. Exactly. Makes no sense. Of course, the watch ends up being a fake. <laughs> and <laughs> she cannot pay her debts. And then 
once they like figure this out and they know that this guy is a scammer uh they try to get the police involved i'm shocked that like police in seven different countries did not come to the aid of these white women <laughs> like isn't this who y'all like live to protect <laughs> and like they're basically like i don't, I don't know what to tell you girl <laughs> like he he got you <laughs> and he's in another country and we don't know where he is and we're also not going to investigate I don't, are there so many white women in Europe that just kind of loses its <laughs> appeal? I don't know. Well, why doesn't that happen in America? Okay, we got plenty of them too. But maybe maybe they aren't such damsels as they are painted in other Eurocentric countries. <laughs> um, but what was I saying? Oh, yes. So they start involving journalists to help them track this guy down and hold him accountable. And the whole time I'm screaming, like, where is Interpol? (laughs) (laughs) He's an international criminal. Why is no one trying to extradite this man to somewhere to stand trial? Right. Right. Yeah. So Cecile or Cecilia reached out to the newspaper first and she's sharing like everything everything she can with them all the whatsapps whatsapp mess oh my god all the (laughs) whatsapp messages um photos videos like everything so they're like okay like this woman is legit they start doing um some research on simon and uh they're the ones who end up finding that the mother of simon's kid is one of the israeli women who he had originally scammed which i want to know her backstory like how do you go from being a victim to an accomplice (laughs) now you're just kicking it (laughs) just just raking in the the benefits the french benefits of the scam (laughs) like i mean if you can't beat them join them i guess i mean i guess she landed pregnant like he gotta pay child support so let me get in on this (laughs) but i mean i'm kind of surprised as much as he's scamming people he was still like but I'm gonna pay child support. Like I'm gonna take care of this kid. I'm gonna be a deadbeat dad, even though I'm stealing millions of dollars from women. But uh, the journalists go to Israel and they end up finding his mom's apartment, which was crazy. <laughs> she if says, your, "If your mama don't fuck with you, right, you're a bad person." <laughs> right. She's she like, was- "I ain't talked to him since he was 18. Who is that?" <laughs> And she said he's been scamming since he was a teen. (laughs) She does not like him. (laughs) So after all this work, uh, the journalists um, end up connecting Pernilla to him and they reach out to her right before she's about to go meet him. Perfect timing. So she's like, oh my God, this is crazy. And it's also coinciding with when he's starting to ask her for more money. So she's already kind of feeling like, I, you know, I've saved this money because she's staying at her mom with her mom at this point. So she has saved money to try to move out on her own. And she's like, you know, but I want to help my friend. I don't, I guess I'll dip into my savings, whatever. So they hit her up at the perfect time. They follow her to Munich and she ends up uh, confronting him. So they follow her around as she's out with him. She's super nervous that she's going to like, blow her cover or whatever wouldn't you like there are no why did she agree to this sting operation 
these are journalists. These are the police. <laughs> like that's, she put herself true. in like grave danger <laughs> for their that's story. <laughs> and and it wasn't just him. Like his supposed business partner was there too. Mm-hmm. So when bodyguard like thing. Oh, I forgot yeah. Peter was there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> so everything is going okay except one of the newspapers like photographers is hidden in some building and he snaps a picture and simon notices him and he's like oh my god we gotta go like someone's taking pictures of us luckily pernilla gets back safely and then um i think she and she just started ignoring him or or i think he called her and maybe she was like i i know everything i can't quite remember yeah she like on camera with the journalist like tries to get him to confess and he he doesn't he basically says what are you talking about no 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 um and then i think eventually they end up publishing the story and it kind of blows up and that's how eileen finds out Mm -hmm. about it and she's like i'm currently dating this man (laughs) and and i've already given him a hundred and forty thousand dollars but eileen's that bitch because eileen was like okay i'm gonna help get this guy all the way together we gonna help track him down i know where he is he's supposed to be here boom 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 and i'm also gonna figure out how to get my money back (laughs) right so she like convinces him to allow her to sell his clothes, which are <laughs> all apparently real designer clothes, not fakes. Mm-hmm. And she'll she essentially acts as his fence. I will sell these for you, and I will give you the money. And he agrees to it, and she scams him, and instead pockets all the money for herself. And she she mentions that like it's nowhere near the sum of money he owes me, but it feels good yeah. <laughs> to get my revenge on this man. Oh my god, it was it was brilliant. It was and, and as she was being interviewed, she had a ding on her phone and she's like, I just saw something else of his right now. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> that was great. But it is still like she's still or seemingly still making money off of right. him. Right. Um, and the whole time he's like salty and like I'm living in a halfway house. Um, <laughs> I ate pork and beans today. Or what? <laughs> <Not> <laughs> but what was crazy though, before he got to the point of like living in hostels and running out of money and all that stuff, he sent her some super unhinged WhatsApp voice messages. Yes, like threatening her. Yes, I was like, I would have blocked him. Like, why are you still? keeping in contact with him it was so it was like you're gonna regret this like you don't go against me like either you're with me or against me to i'm so sorry baby i I shouldn't have yelled like that i just i'm going through a lot i need your help and it was just like that back and forth constantly um one thing i wanted to note um eileen said she had been beat up by like two men oh yeah. yeah so i wondered if that was like completely unrelated to simon's situation and he just used it to prove like yeah like i told you people are after me and like they may come after you too or like like i just wonder if that just i don't want to say convenient timing because it's terrible that happened to her but like 
I wonder if that was like a completely unrelated situation to him or if oh. he set it up. Well, she said it happened like like before she met him. Like oh, I'm sorry. I missed that. It was a prior experience, but it also like, you know, she had PTSD from it. And that's why okay. this situation was so unnerving for her. Ah, I see. I see. Oh, man. Yeah. Okay. That that definitely that makes a lot of sense. That's terrible. Um, but yeah, so he has like pretty much ran out of all his money. Oh yeah, and the reason he was leaving these messages was because she said she was going to sell his clothes, but she hadn't sent him any money. He was <laughs> yeah. like, "I need it today." She pulled a him. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So he does say like he needs money for a flight. He says he needs to go to Greece. Um, and I don't think she didn't give it to him but he um she sees that she's her whatsapp message didn't go through and so she's like that must mean he's on the flight right now so she looks up um all the flights from prague to athens and she finds a time that matches up so she um sends all the flight information to the police and interpol finally (laughs) steps in finally (laughs) finally and arrest him once the plane lands for using a fake passport did you notice that the interpol agent that arrested him had a fanny pack on i just thought that tidbit was hilarious to me he was like this big burly dude with a fanny pack (laughs) he gotta hold his things (laughs) oh my gosh so um yeah so after that happened um Eileen who at this time she you know knows Pernilla and Cecilia so she calls Pernilla oh my god I keep making it Spanish (laughs) she calls Pernilla and then um and then Pernilla calls Cecilia to share the good news so they are all like super excited I I felt kind of hyped I felt like one of the girls I was like yes we got him yes until (laughs) you find out He's back in Israel. They yeah. sentence him to 15 months and he only serves five and is back out here doing the same shit. Right. Driving in a, what do you have, like a Ferrari? Whatever <laughs> he was driving in. I'm like, how did this man get back to this level? Like, also, like, what a, like, a narcissist, I guess? Because, like, if I had gone through this, I feel like I'd be trying to, like, keep a low profile. But I feel like he's just so, like, wants that attention and wants to be that bitch (laughs) he's doing interviews yeah he's still on social media jet setting air quotes (laughs) right right i'm just like where are you getting this money from now like there cannot be women who are still falling for this well now he said he's a real estate mogul he's a real estate expert and is giving out advice i guess (laughs) he ain't passing a real estate exam the griff never ends And then he also has a website offering business advice for a fee. Which I'm like, who's signing up for this? What what business? <laughs> the right. diamond business? <laughs> right. Like this man has no kind of business savvy. Well, I'm, well I mean, he, I've seen, he, I mean his scheme is pretty genius because it honestly, is. he didn't do anything. He just convinced these women mm. to do everything and lie on his behalf. Yeah yeah which is just unreal like i i'm thinking like how do you 
keep all these scams straight. <laughs> like right. these scams, like I don't I don't even think they like mentioned how many, but it was dozens and dozens of women across seven countries. Mm-hmm. How do you keep this straight? Maybe that's what he uses Peter and his business partner for. <laughs> They're all like texting him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just a really good Microsoft Excel sheet. <laughs> <laughs> Got a tracker. <laughs> I'll send this one, Peter's photos, and that right. one in a week. <laughs> right. There's just like a column for like payment schedule. Peter. <laughs> send Peter's photos, then you put an X whenever <laughs> it happens or put the date it was sent. <laughs> but yeah, it's estimated that he swindled $10 million from all of these women. This is, yeah, and and he's back on Tinder. No, Tinder, Tinder banned him. Oh, okay. In the documentary, it said he was back on. I think since so, I read an article that said like, um, I think the day before the documentary came out, Tinder said they they like sent out a like a guide like here's how to avoid romantic scams, and then after the documentary Ah. came out, they said. We banned him and all of his aliases on the oh, platform. Because, wow. you know, uh, your girl, <laughs> Cecilia, was like, yeah, I'm still on Tinder. Uh, it's not <laughs> Tinder's fault. <laughs> right. Still out here looking for love on Tinder. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, it, it wasn't Tinder's fault. So Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. It was, it was, it was definitely theirs. Um, but yeah, they said, at least at the time of the doc, that he was currently dating an Israeli model. And I'm just like, what could the appeal be now that like everyone knows this? Well, like I said, they're doing interviews. She did an interview with him, I think for Inside Edition. And he's basically saying it's all lies. It's all lies. And she's like, no, he's never asked me for money. Yes, he's actually wealthy, blah, blah, blah. Mm. And then he admits to like not being the son of the family that he claimed <laughs> he was a part of. And part of me is like, okay, at this point, this little billionaire family, like, why aren't you, aren't you concerned about your name being like drugged through the mud and being sullied? Yeah. Like, why aren't y'all have the funds and means to like, did all of this with this dude, but I guess they say they don't care. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Well, yeah. uh, Also pretty sad. uh, The women are still paying off their debts. yes but apparently they've they've like set up a gofundme to help pay for it are you donating um i probably won't but i'm (laughs) i'm glad for them i think that's smart that they did that Uh, i mean they're gonna get their three white women they're gonna they're gonna get that money they'll be okay right and what's i haven't looked at the gofundme but i'm like okay is is it only the three of y'all have y'all like combined all the victims what about the other victims like I'm sure people are stupid and gullible and are donating to these women, but I'm like, girl, this ain't my problem. Sorry. (laughs) I got my own loans to pay out. Okay, these student loans ain't going nowhere. (laughs) I mean, I don't, I wouldn't say it's gullible to donate to them because I mean, I feel like that's pretty, that's a pretty shitty thing to go to. That is a good question though. If the other women are included or maybe the other women have set up their own obviously like they probably won't get as much attention because they weren't in the documentary but I bet they are shooting themselves in the foot like damn yeah. <laughs> and I wonder, I wonder if they reached out to the other women like do you want to be a part of it and like why haven't more women come forward and like done interviews and stuff 
especially the black ones <laughs> <laughs> the, the black women are taking that to the grave <laughs> ain't nobody gonna know i got swindled by that motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh um but yeah I, so if you went through something like this how would you feel about like dating especially getting back on dating apps like cecilia's oh i would be ex- extremely guarded one definitely would get off tinder (laughs) (laughs) sorry tinder but i would have been like had too much ptsd i definitely like would probably swear off dating for a while like let me heal myself let me build up my uh street smarts and like awareness before i engage again with someone else absolutely i think it would have to be a situation of like i'm off of dating apps if i happen to meet someone while i'm out but that's god's plan (laughs) but i gotta take a break (laughs) i gotta focus on me lucius (laughs) have you ever been scammed not like definitely not for money (laughs) i'd be like yeah i got it what you scared for your heart <laughs> <laughs> well of course haven't we all <laughs> oh, um yeah i i mean maybe i'm trying to think if there's even like a catfish situation I, there's nothing that's really coming to mind but like no absolutely not for money because again i'm like especially like you know several years ago like i i truly would not have had it so i would have been like i don't know what to tell you you're just gonna be broke together (laughs) right (laughs) support each other's dreams we all we got oh god (laughs) what about you I haven't like been romantically scammed. I had one like tourist scam that I fell for and I was really pissed off. I was very mad at myself because I was like, I'm like halfway through, I knew it was happening, but it was one of those incidents. Like I can't, I can't necessarily bail on this scam because then I might be in like harm's way. (laughs) I might be putting myself in more like danger um, a lot more detail <laughs> what the, where the hell were you <laughs> i was in thailand i was in thailand <laughs> i was trying to go to like this temple and i like get off the like train or whatever and like someone redirects me to another like place a place that i actually it was on my list to go to but i didn't want to go like right that second and halfway through like I knew it was a scam because it wasn't like at all what it promised to be but like once I added up the money and like translated it to American dollars it ended up being like 10 bucks <laughs> so I was oh. like you know if, if you want to scam niggas for 10 dollars like have it you need it more right. than I do yeah like that's like the most reasonable scam I've ever heard <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> like if this if this is a lot of bot to you uh, boo I'm sorry for you <laughs> But wait, so you got off this train and somebody was like, no, come this way. And you just went with them? No, they were like, <laughs> they were trying to like give me directions because I I did made the mistake of doing the touristy thing and looking lost. So. Well, I, mean, I feel like you would stand out in Thailand anyway, so. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> so his th- whole thing was like, the temple is closed today. Let me like redirect you to this other like tour mm. the temple was very much open <laughs> oh was this when you went to the reclining buddha 
No. Uh, Was it that same day? No, it was a different day. Different day. But that was one of the places I was trying to do. (laughs) But yes, they just took me on like a boat trip that where the boat took off was a little bit of a seedy area. So it's like, okay, I can't bail in this seedy area. Like just get me to where I know other tourists will be and, you know, and get there safely. Were there other tourists on your boat? No, that's the other thing. It was like a oh. private boat. Were you by yourself? I was by myself. Oh my, oh, that's terrifying. Yes, but I, I knew like no one was trying to kill me. They just wanted my, you know, they just wanted this little money for this tour. Yeah. And like Ooh. when you when you Google it and even look it up in the books, like it's literally like textbook scam. So yeah. I, I was mad at myself. Like I should recognize this. I knew halfway through, you better than this girl. But now I know. <laughs> now I know. But yeah, I think ten dollars you got to your area safely. Had a little boat ride. That's not too bad. Yeah, yeah. it's private. Okay. <laughs> Just me and the me and the gondolier. <laughs> well, okay, that sounds kind of nice, actually. <laughs> but mad at that. But yeah, so I, I, it is a very like frustrating experience. You definitely are like hard on yourself when you get scammed because you're like i should i should have known better mm, yeah should have known better yeah the only thing i can think of is like when i guess friends in quotation marks probably you know people you haven't talked to in a few years hit you up and they're like hey i'm part of this great program <laughs> ends up being like a pyramid scheme <laughs> oh, God. yes they're selling uh i don't know supplements or <laughs> yeah any oh, anything Adam. like that i was uh black uh, tummy tea <laughs> <laughs> right um yeah back like um you know during the recession like when i couldn't get work for a while um someone who i didn't even know super well but he went to college with one of my good high school friends and he reached out to me him and his wife and he was like you know hey have you been looking for a job and i was like oh my god yes and i was i was like in my mind I was like how did you know like this is perfect timing and he was like oh well if you want to come to like this business park like we're hiring whatever and I just I wanted a job so bad like I didn't even it's you know like right after graduation so like I was like yes like whatever it is yeah and so I go and it's like yeah like a MLM scheme like I don't remember what they were selling I was so fucking like I never I saw him again at when my fr- our mutual friend got married and uh-huh. I didn't even talk to him. I was so <laughs> mad. Like, how dare you waste my time and try to get me caught up in some bullshit? <laughs> Talking about like, you got a job for me. <laughs> Terrible. Oh, who, who would you go broke for? Who would you take out hundreds of thousands of dollars of loans to help out? uh it would is it not a family member i mean for me it would only like my mother would be the only person yeah that's that's literally like that much money yeah or like some other like i don't know maybe elderly black woman (laughs) that's random elderly black i don't know i just you gotta you gotta look out for older black ladies so um (laughs) yeah i don't know there's you know like a 88 year old black woman who's gonna lose her house or something you know i don't know maybe <laughs> but <laughs> okay. all right that's very 
altruistic of you. <laughs> uh, but yeah, generally, I don't think there's anyone. Bes- I mean, if we're talking a few thousand dollars, that's a different story. But mm-hmm. yeah, even I don't know if I'm taking hundreds of thousands out for my family. I'm like, y'all gotta <laughs> get together a little bit. <laughs> Can't take out that much. <laughs> do you think did the women deserve to be labeled the women in the the documentary deserve to be labeled as like dumb gold diggers any of those kind of the gold digger comments were crazy i'm like he's the gold digger like they they gave him way more money than he spent on them i think before they gave him money I think that's what people are saying. Like you were attracted to the money and the lifestyle and you were willing to look past all the other red flags because you were aspiring to live his lifestyle. Yeah, but people are saying that and this didn't happen after a week. Like he love bombed them for, I think, you know, at least like a couple months. Yeah. So I feel like, it would be one thing if it happened super early, but at this point, you know, he's being the doting boyfriend and all this. So like, you're really starting to have friends or, or being the, you know, your, your best homeboy or whatever. <laughs> so it's like, you really like care about this person. So um, yeah, no, I, I don't, I don't think so at all. I think if you really just want to be a gold digger, as soon as he asked for money, you'd be like, nope, I'm out. That's true. That's true. Yeah. And I, like, what? You ain't got it. Mm. Right. Oh, oh, so you broke? Oh, uh -uh. (laughs) (laughs) we're done. (laughs) No, thank you. Um, but I do love they used um two two classic films. One being Charade with Audrey Hepburn and Cary Grant. Um, obviously, I really enjoy that movie because I love Audrey Hepburn. But if you've never seen that movie, a big part of it is Cary Grant basically having like several different identities. And mm. so it's like Audrey's starting to have like feelings for him, but she's like, I don't even know who you are. So that mm. kind of, you know, tied into the Simon thing. And then they had the clip of Marilyn Monroe and General Men Prefer Blondes, where she says something like, um, you know, just like a man might marry a woman who's pretty. It's the same thing as a woman marrying a man who's rich. It's not everything, but it sure helps. Yeah. So I mean, I think, you know, someone having, and I feel like that kind of goes either way, someone having, or I mean, either way, like, regardless of gender, like, someone having money, someone being attractive, of course, that's going to be a bonus. It's not like Simon was unattractive. So like, yeah. that played into it, too. So no, I absolutely, I think they saw this could be a long term potential, you know, like boyfriend, husband, whatever. I definitely don't think it was a gold digger thing. Okay. All right. <laughs> well i also i also read a story where i mean simon apparently scammed his way into getting a covid vaccine as well what aren't those just like free <laughs> obviously this was in the beginning where they weren't as readily available and he's i think i think this was in israel where you know certain countries their oh, vaccine was, access yeah. was very different than right. other kind of, you know, like first America, world countries. Yeah. yeah. Uh, not to say that Israel is not a first world country, 
I don't know their status. <laughs> but yeah, no, different countries had different availability for vaccines. Yeah. Right. So they said he went to go get a vaccine and they denied him access because he wasn't eligible for it. And then he saw that a bunch of healthcare workers were like showing up and able to get the vaccine. So he impersonated a healthcare worker in order to get the vaccine <laughs> earlier. <laughs> he denies all of this, but the the actual people that did the vaccine records they they were like yes he he scammed us essentially and got the vaccine which i mean lots of people in america also did similar schemes to get the vaccine early but i just thought that was funny (laughs) (laughs) i mean he's like scamming his way into like following uh covid protocols (laughs) (laughs) yeah but he is still out here he's a free man and he is still scam scamming away so beware ladies so ladies shoot your shot he's still out here (laughs) still eligible yeah or you know try to swindle him like he swindled everybody else Mm -hmm. pull a eileen pull a eileen but just don't give him no money (laughs) exactly exactly or send him fake watches (laughs) (laughs) sending him like louis vuitton wallets and stuff from the swap meet Right, from Canal Street. (laughs) (laughs) Anything else on the tender swindler? Apparently the documentary is very popular. I think they said like 50 million people had viewed it like in the first couple weeks or maybe a week of it being on Netflix. Mm. I know everybody's been talking about it. So Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I was frustrated the whole time. I feel like I was like yelling at the internally at the at the tv screen like where are the police and why are y'all doing this <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah it was uh it was, it was definitely entertaining all right so what do you have your eyes on cam um i actually i forgot to say this a couple weeks ago i finally saw the new spider-man no way home <laughs> movie Oh, don't give me, I still haven't seen it. So please don't give me any spoilers. I won't. It was disappointing. The best part, the best part is that they bring all the Spider-Mans back. And that's not a spoiler. Yeah, I've seen, yeah, I've seen them. That, that is the best part of the movie is like that dynamic. But Mm -hmm. otherwise it is severely lacking. I think the other two Mm. films were way better than this one. Oh, wow. Unfortunately wow okay yeah i've been waiting for it to come on disney plus i still haven't been to a movie theater since uh like february 2020 so um okay well that's makes me a little less excited about it yeah don't don't spend the coins on it i would not it was disappointing um i also watched um that new kevin james movie on netflix home team about about it it's you know, he, he's an NFL coach and then he goes to, um, he gets like suspended as an NFL coach and he goes to help coach his sons, like Pee Wee League or whatever. And, you know, I love little talented child actors. <laughs> These kids are just, they're so cute. <laughs> so cute and so funny and precocious. Um, definitely, if, I would recommend it. It's a good, like, heartwarming, funny, feel-good movie. And, you know, Kevin James. And it's a it's a Adam Sandler movie. Like, Happy... What's his production company? Oh, Happy, Happy Madison. Madison. Happy Madison. Mm-hmm. There you go. 
Um, so you see like all the usual people, Rob Schneider, uh, all the other people that Adam Sandler like usually has in his movie. Yeah. Um, they are also in it. So that was really cute. And I feel like Kevin James is really good acting off of kids too. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he does a great job yeah. in this film. Um, I also started watching this new like reality show called Relatively Famous Ranch Rules. I think I mentioned this where like celebrity kids are on there and they have to like run this ranch and they're like helping these ranch owners um reopen after being closed during the pandemic and specifically there's one lady on there her name is eb she is easy e's daughter Mm. or one of easy's daughters and in the beginning she's like so anti like i'm not doing nothing on this farm (laughs) i'm not built for this like no 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 and like by the end she is like completely transformed and like really has like a reckoning with herself and really gets into the farm life and before she was like terrified of horses now she like loves them and has a special bond with the horse so it's it's been really cute to to watch uh her her progression and growth there is also a lot of drama um pat benatar's daughter is on the Mm. show and she has been like flirting with billy gunn who's like a wrestler i guess around the time that like hulk hogan and you know the 90s heyday of wrestling i i had no idea who he was but they've been having drama they've been like hooking up and wait sorry this is billy gunn's son yes so it's all children (laughs) of famous people okay so billy gunn's son pat benatar Tara's daughter mm-hmm. are like flirting hooking up and then they also like have a bad breakup <laughs> and she ends mm. up like pretty much assaulting him a little bit <gasps> it's Ooh. a little unfair i mean he was good to like i mean he's a rest he's a professional wrestler as well so okay. he like didn't engage with her but it yeah. was pretty wild the way she like attacked this man <laughs> oh and I um, love truly being a battlefield. Yeah, it's it's been spicy. It's been spicy. Um, so I would I would recommend that. Um, and then I don't know if you've been keeping it. Well, I don't think you have, but RuPaul's Drag Race UK versus the World. I don't even know been, where to watch it. I think you have to watch it on like Wow or BB yeah. or BBC Three. I don't have any of that. <laughs> but. You know, this is all-star rules that they're doing. And usually all-star rules are like, I'm going to eliminate people based on like negative critiques for the week. No matter if you've like, you know, been top or bottom, I'm going to, based on negative critiques. These girls are eliminating like top competitors. (laughs) Oh, wow. Instead of like weakest links, they are getting rid of the top girls. Oh, shit. They're going dirty they are cut the roach wow it has been very entertaining i am very much enjoying it and i a little bit hope it comes into all stars because i feel like this is the first time i mean these girls don't know each other mm-hmm. or you know they do tour a little bit know of each other so they don't have like i guess the bond that the like american girls have in all stars where they feel like you know i'm i'm obligated to like save my friend they're like mm, no don't know you <laughs> wow when your top competition bye-bye so like two two of the top 
contenders have been eliminated. Shit. And like very like sad eliminations. Like the last one, Panjana, sorry, spoiler alert, Panjana Heels, who represents Thailand, mm-hmm. gets eliminated. And it's literally like you can hear her like sob in the back. Oh. <laughs> and, like sobbing off stage. And Rue's like, let the music play. <laughs> it is oh my- messed up. It has to be editing, but it was a perfect shady edit. <laughs> Poor thing. Oh my god. Oh, I have to watch that. Like sis. Oh my you, god. I'm sure there are clips online. Like sis was devastated. <laughs> oh, poor thing. Oh gosh. Oh, that's hilarious. I mean, and sad. <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> What about you? What you got your eyes on? So last week I did mention the girl before that was starting mm-hmm. on HBO uh, with Gugu Mbatha-Ra and David Oyelowo. So I started it. Girl, that? that thing is good. Ooh, <laughs> so I'm starting good. tonight. So it's like um, I don't, like I thought it was going to be more of like a mystery, but I guess it's kind of more like a psychological thriller in a way, oh. mixed with a mystery okay but so um i was also wondering like why would anybody like stay in this house like there's like uh, around 200 rules that you have to follow to live in this house but apparently because you have to follow these rules and like you have to like answer questionnaires like every once in a while it's basically like it's obtaining like research data on you in place of having to pay rent or having to pay a mortgage or whatever. I still don't understand why you do that. <laughs> well, I mean, so it's like, I mean, it's like a really nice house that would be super expensive. Otherwise, is she broke? Um, yeah. I, is she homeless? You, well, I mean, you'll see, no, no, nobody's homeless, but like, <laughs> you'll see like the kind of their what their living situation is like before they move in. And I think that'll help it make more sense. The other thing is that all three of the characters have gone through some kind of like very big trauma. Mm-hmm. So um, for the two women, I think that's part of why they wanted to move into the house for different reasons. Um, and then also uh, with David's character, whose name is Edward, um, he is also dealing with this trauma but he's coping with it by like manipulating these women who have moved into this house Mm. so yeah it is uh it's it's super interesting and it's crazy because of how much the two main or the two main women characters um jane and emma how much they look alike and it's really cool because the story is told even though emma lived there first like the story is told simultaneously so it's like you see like Emma and Edward talking and like they'll be like in the same place that uh Jane and Edward go later so it like goes in between and this time you'll see like the back of you'll see some curly hair and you don't know like which one it is so it's like it's really cool how they like intertwine the stories and I don't want to give like too much of it away but like it's I think it's a really cool show and I didn't realize it was it's based on a book apparently so oh okay into that kind of thing then you'll probably enjoy the book too okay yeah 
Um, I am also watching uh, Blackish. Uh, so oh, the final season. It, it is the final season. So <laughs> the last episode, Charlie Dion Cole's character <laughs> marries Vivica A. Fox. Where did that come from? Like I, I, I saw previews and I was like, where Vivica Charlie? Huh? It, co- <laughs> it comes out of nowhere. So he comes into the office. And he's like, I want to tell you all that I am getting married on Saturday. And they're like, what? Like, to who? Like, who, who are you even dating? And he's like, to Vivica A. Fox. <laughs> and they're like, from, you can play that game from Kill Bill? <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, she walks in and she's like, yeah, it's true. So, <laughs> yeah, wow. it was pretty hilarious. I would say Vivica looks great. Like, yeah, she looked I really like good. a couple of years ago when she was like dating 50 Cent, there was like a period where... I don't know, maybe the surgery wasn't so great but like she looks phenomenal now like she looks amazing yes i wondered if maybe it was because i feel like everyone thought it was surgery maybe it was just like fillers or something and you know like mm. you can get those like dissolved or whatever because mm. yeah, yeah i feel like she like looks the same now so um yeah. but yeah she looked really good on the show i'm glad her old face is back okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also watching the final season of This Is Us. Uh, the last episode that came on is called Our Little Island Girl Part 2. I don't know. Do you remember Our Little Island Girl Part 1? Do you remember no. that? No. So that's about Beth. Because, you know, okay. her dad, I can't remember. I can't remember if he's Jamaican or, but he's like from the Caribbean or whatever. And like, so what he would always tell her growing up is like, it took her a long time to walk, but, um, when they were like visiting his family someone put on some music and she started dancing so he's like you're the little girl who danced before she could walk and Hmm, so if you know yeah so you know best backstory like she was a ballerina for a long time but her mom made her quit after her dad passed away so um and like this most or in the past few seasons like we see her getting back into her passion for the dance world so um, she has started this new scholarship program um, with um, friend, like the Philadelphia like City Ballet or uh, something, <laughs> something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's really cool because it gives an opportunity to kids who, you know, can't afford that. So obviously there are a lot of like black and brown kids in this program. Mm-hmm. And she has one student who she's kind of like banking, banking it all on, like, you know, if this program will continue or not. So the girl is doing her, um, well, maybe I shouldn't give it away. But anyways, she has a little a little hiccup and basically Beth is there for her. And you see like in the flashback that Beth did not have that in her life. So mm. of course I started tearing up because I was like, oh my God, like <laughs> she's just like being so supportive. And I think just, you know, it's like, generational change like you know you don't always if somebody fails you don't have to berate them you can prop them back up and that can make them just as successful you know so Mm -hmm. it was really cool and then the last thing is love is blind on netflix yeah yeah have you watched any of that no i keep meaning to get into it did you watch season one no oh child see you all the way behind (laughs) Well, on Love is Blind season two, all I'm going to say is uh, Mallory and Jarrett, I do not like it. I, I, I don't like what's going on. That's all I'm going to say. Oh, all right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Are you done with the season? 
oh yeah i guess i should also say <laughs> no there's still a few more episodes i need to oh, watch okay. so i'm at the point where um everyone has met at on the honeymoon and they're all sitting around chatting okay so yeah yeah okay. and that is it for me okay well thank you all so much for listening and sharing uh you know this time with us you can find us on all of the podcast listening platforms uh apple podcast spotify iHeartRadio, amazon music um podbean please check us out like subscribe comment please engage with us on our social medias we are on facebook and instagram as their eyes were watching tv and on twitter we are at t-e-w-w-t-v podcast hey look at you (laughs) i know it finally (laughs) finally Well, until next time, have a have a great week. <laughs> yeah, that works. Don't get swindled. Yes. <laughs> Beware of billionaires on Tinder. <laughs> right. Wanting to hang out with you. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Bye y'all. Bye. Bye.